0: Hello and welcome to MediaCast, the podcast series from MediaWeave.com, which features some excellent professionals who very smartly, strategically, tenaciously create great engagements in different kinds of media to empower their businesses, hence MediaCast. And today, I am delighted, particularly because my guest on this episode is a truly stellar, and I use that word very consciously, professional who is remarkable at creating engagements that empower businesses. Also, because I have the pleasure and privilege of counting him amongst my very dear friends over what uh, three decades now. So, please join me as I welcome Ashish Gaul, Chief Marketing Officer at Hero Reality Private Limited, the hero enterprise business which provides luxury living with honest pricing. Ashish. Welcome to this episode of Mediacast and thank you ever so much for your time at the end of a working day.
1: Thank you so much, Pawan. It is such an honor. And above all, let's leave the honor part aside. It is such a pleasure uh, and and such a delightful uh, moment for me to be able to see you and to be able to talk to somebody that we have known for about, as you said, about three decades. To me, this particular uh, interaction is not about an interaction. It's about a journey back in time. A lot has happened in last 30 years. World has changed. So I I really look forward to this.
0: Wonderful. Thank you ever so much, Ashish. And, uh, you know, I also am really overcome, (laughs) if I may use that word without sounding dramatic, but really, really wonderful to see you. It's been a very long time since the days when I first met you. Uh, in the Z office and you were working directly with the president and no less than the great visionary, someone for whom I have enormous and phenomenal respect, Shubhash ji. So, well, uh, that was in the past and we will probably touch upon that if it comes back now in the course of this conversation. But thank you, Ashish, as I said, for your time. And thanks also to Adarsh Rai of Visage 11 and Venki, another dear friend, your strategic comms partner, you know, Uh, So they made this interaction possible, Ashish. You're in very good comms hands, if I may say so. So Ashish, I'm aware that Hero Reality is a company founded on the guiding principles of innovation, physical and mental health environmental stewardship and the improvement of local communities, empowerment of local communities, and we'll discuss that and the fact that hero reality is driven by a quest of innovative concepts and exceptional craftsmanship and care for ecology and more. Because I'm really looking forward to this episode, which features an exceptional professional who heads marketing at a respected company, but one which still happens to be in a sector that is known more for shortcuts and jugad and the hekidari shortcut mindset, you know. But before we get there and into our discussion, Ashish, allow me to tell our viewers and listeners about you and whet their appetites about the conversation that will follow. So, Ashish, by your leave, here goes. My distinguished guest on this episode of MediaCast is Ashish Kaul, Chief Marketing Officer at Hero Reality India Private Limited. Ashish brings more than 30 years of diverse organizational experience, not only as a marketing leader but also as a best-selling author with six multilingual books published by major Indian publishers. So, a great comms and business head driven uh, by a heart beating for and with content, amazing and unbeatable kind of a combination. So, Ashish stands out as one of the few professionals who has achieved success both professionally and personally. He's also a best-selling author, as I said, having written six multilingual books published by some of India's largest publishers. Ashish's book, Dida, the uh, warrior queen of Kashmir, was launched by the iconic Amitabh (laughs) Bachchan. Sorry, I can't do the voice, but it's an amazing thing to see that picture and it's I think it's on his DP also on WhatsApp. Uh, And Ashish's works like refugee camp, Rakht Gulab garnered a claim from union INB and HRD minister. While Stridesh, the forgotten legendary woman of Kashmir, uh, which he produced and he directed, that is Ashish himself, it earned recognition from the External Affairs Minister and the Minister for Cultural Affairs. Ashish's rich professional journey showcases his industry expertise and he served as Group President for Z Network and SL Group, as I mentioned earlier, Business Head for Hinduja Group in Film and Media and that brings to mind how I was blessed also to have worked with the amazing Mr. A.P. Hinduja for the launch of Head in the Sky hits next digital in India. And Ashish has been business head for Bajaj Group in key Meena P markets and Group COO for News uh, 24 and Bag Films. He was also the CEO of Prakash Jha Films. So really wide, rich, deep experience. Across the spectrum of enterprise. Beyond awards, Ashish received the Man of Excellence Award 2020 for contributions to education, arts and culture, and commendations from Hold Your Breath, the Honourable Prime Minister of India, and also the Honourable Governor of Maharashtra. And these commendations and the awards that he's won, too many to mention here, they highlight his commitment to social service initiatives. He works with purpose for purpose. Academically accomplished. Ashish holds degrees in, let me count them out, I will have to probably use fingers of both hands, um, degrees in business management, sociology, advertising, mass communications, hotel management, he's a senior fellow with CC uh, RT, Government of India, Ministry of Culture, he also has a doctorate, right, we'll talk about that too, that's one of my questions. But uh, he's not only, like I said, a marketing luminary, but also an influential voice as an advocacy columnist across leading publications like India Today, The Hindu, Bhaskar, HT, Business Standard, Amarujala, uh, Daily Excelsior, and Fortune Magazine, among others. So that's in brief about Ashish call CMO of Hero Reality and my very special, my very dear guest, because he's also a wonderful friend on this episode of MediaCast, the podcast series from Mediabrief.com. So Ashish, welcome once again and let's begin our conversation. So Ashish, my first question, okay, answer this in brief. What is the overall size and state of the reality sector in India overall? Okay. Uh, If you can recall some numbers briefly.
1: See, overall, uh, let me put it this way, because most of this industry, a majority of this industry is still privately held. So those numbers dramatically vary. But then this is, in fact, the second largest GDP contributor to the country about, I think, about 12 percent of GDP is contributed by real estate sector. Which is which is largely unorganized. That now that's the travesty.
0: Tell us about the space in which Hero Reality operates. You know, including its performance,
1: growth, and future growth potential.
0: Just a brief overview.
1: Sure. So Hero is is a very different uh, enterprise within the real estate companies. Uh, one, this is one of those very rare companies that works for a legacy. It, it's not about profits. It's not about anything else. But this is about living up to the enterprise, the spirit of the Munjal family. That is what drives the business. So therefore, we are quite different from anybody else while you would be hearing in the media that, you know, people are launching these 20 crore projects and 50,000 crore top lines. We are entirely different. The mandate is very clear that we are catering to the home buyers who buy it for the first time. We can't go to those real estate players who say 50% cash mein chahiye. So this is ideally the principally a company which is uh, which which has thought that through that this is going to be the core of my business I want to give premium I want to give luxury at an affordable price which is what has been driving the business uh, for us so it is like when you when you buy a home with hero you're buying that legacy you're not just buying brick and mortar you're buying our legacy
0: i remember very very many years ago when i bought my first house on a loan. They say in Hindi that uh, the first time buying a house is where the house is <laughs> stored. And it was really crazy. I mean, I didn't have all the money in the world to you know, just throw at an estate agent and say give me this project it was crazy and it was like running from pillar to post hoping my uh money
1: my initial down payment was secure and you know uh, happy it that is, there was a bank you're in the so middle. right i remember you know you're reminding me it took me two years to look for a house because you know it is for for an average indian you aspire you know you when you start working what's your big dream your big dream is i want to have a, a, a i want to have a house of my own that is what being an Indian is all about. You know, we work our entire lives so that you know our parents worked the entire life so that they could put a roof over our head, which would be you know debt free. We are we we in a way did the same thing and maybe a little more. But then mm. this buying of home for an Indian, it's not about just four walls. It's your whole world within this world. It is that sensitive, Correct. and and we are quite uh, sensitive to that emotion.
0: Mm, really, I mean, it's the number three. Critical necessities in in, in the Indian DNA, which is roti kapada or? Makan. Makan. Right. So it's for the first time buyers, but these are beautiful projects. Placed in greenery, placed in the best of natural surroundings and spaces. And I have seen on your website some beautiful images of beautiful projects that have been completed. And they're not just this is a dummy representative building. You actually see constructed uh, edifices and complete uh, structures, right? I mean, in Hardwar and and Mohali outside Chandigarh or beside Chandigarh. I mean, that's a tri city. Uh, yeah. So, Beautiful stuff. And the best thing is that you are actually empowering people who are first-time buyers and empowering them with uh, the respect and dignity of definitely sure shot owning a home once they have fulfilled their commitment
1: in the process of buying one. So a few things that I wanted to add here, Pawan, especially from the Hero Realty perspective, which puts a lot of burden on our shoulders as well. Uh, Very responsible to, to... do those things which we promise for example uh, a simple thing like what kind of a facing will your buildings have so that uh, maximum sunlight can come in which is uh, w- which is very important to save your energy we, we we think from that perspective how do we bring down the energy bill by having those designs which are able to uh, to to take in more of a sunlight uh, we have a zero cash policy hero reality i can say uh, to the best of my knowledge i have never ever and so would you have never met a real estate company that says no cash on the table please not even a single penny you know what is the biggest challenge for our sales teams our biggest challenge is that we largely operate in punjab <laughs> punjab is money cash they say you know we want to buy and we we say no we don't want to do this business at all it has to be uh, it has to be digital money. It has to be uh, white money. Nothing ever is taken in cash. We we are happy to turn away business. We are happy to turn away business, but we will not accept a single penny in cash. That has been the ethos that runs across the company. Somewhere else you would say, are you crazy? You wanting to let go of business? No, cash aane do, bhai. Cash chahiye. We say, no cash, please. (laughs) Uh, You know, it is one of those very rare companies. I have not come across a company which tells your sales team, no cash. Wonderful, wonderful,
0: wonderful, really. And uh, of course, the entire onus of ensuring that all titles, all deeds, all compliances with the regulatory, with the policy uh, pronouncements by the government, etc. are all completely watertight and adhered to
1: in letter and spirit by hero reality. When it comes to our due diligence, the mandate is very clear. We are happy to to accept, uh, uh, to absorb some more uh, damages, if that is the right word. But when you buy a hero, you walk into our projects with your eyes closed. Because we we all, all of us, we believe that we work for the brand that has been created by the Munjal family, that has been built on certain values, certain principles. We all believe that we work towards that. So no, absolutely no compromises on that, which is why you buy a hero.
0: And, you know, the other day I was speaking to somebody from a Tata group company and I said, you know. You And you're in the same boat, uh, Ashish. I I said, you as a CMO of a big Tata uh, entity, you have it made. You don't have to ever talk about the wonderful respect that the brand commands in the marketplace. Similarly with Hero, right? So that's why your Hero Homes from Hero Reality are... Uh, popular and and that's why i think you're growing also i want to say this you know i mean you just listed so many beautiful things that you do you know included uh in which are incurring additional expenses just to make sure that everything is completely above board and nothing kind of comes back to bite some buyer later right because of any lack of necessary diligence so that's perfection frankly but then despite Being a significant contributor to GDP, real estate often lacks brand trust. Why is this the case?
1: I was on a very respectable panel recently and, you know, we had all these Mm. fancy swanky brands and uh, so-called professionals there. And they they were talking about, Mm. you know, the kind of stuff that they do, the, the, the modern age AIs and the stuff and the analysis and all of that. And when it came to me, I said, you know, I'm really puzzled. All of you are doing such great work, brilliant work. And and from from what I've heard, all of you saying, you guys are doing marvelous work. Can somebody answer that? Why do we rank at the bottom of trust? Nobody. There was pin drop Mm -hmm. silence because that is the fact, you know, when it comes to real estate business, there is absolutely no trust. You might trust trust. A shady dealer doing some other business but when it comes to real estate guy the your heart will always be beating there are so there, there is nothing but a list of negatives and you know every morning when you open your newspapers especially in the delhi ncr market luxury is the buzzword you know every i have never seen a project which is anything less than super luxury So it is, you know, the super is replaced by all those fancier, swankier adjectives. But everybody seems to be offering the best that the universe has to offer. Then why is it that there there is no trust? Why is it that project? Mm -hmm. I think think part of, sorry to interrupt Ashish, but I think part of the
0: answer lies in the fact that when I asked you about the size of the industry reality in India, the sector, you said that much, and my words, if not most, of it is in the uh, grey private yes, space, yes, yes. not uh, not accounted for. So, perhaps that is why, because okay, I mean, uh, uh, an excellent hero reality or a Godrej or a Tata or you know other such Mahindra and other homes, etc. across are still a handful. They are not even the tip of the iceberg not in India as far as reality. Right. you can, so right. You cannot do enough, you know, because the point is, unless the practitioners in the un-sort-of-tracked and unmeasured space can actually adhere to the kind of things that y'all are doing in your uh, SOPs, you know?
1: Yeah, what has happened, Pawan, is that, you know, uh, let us look at the very nature of business and the way uh, it has been structured in the country, which is why it is still, uh, you know, it, it doesn't have an industry status. Can you believe it? Now, why? You see, when you look at real estate, What is the nature, how is the business being structured? It is banao, becho, bago. You, You buy a piece of land, you put a building there, you sell it, you put the Resident Welfare Association and you're out of it. So you're traditionally not servicing the brand as an FMCG product or any other mass market product or any product which has a certain life cycle. Unfortunately, this particular industry, the way this industry has been structured is very short term. You're not serving the brand at all. You know, it is not like serving a motorcycle or serving any other brand, which you are required to. You are, it is obligatory on your part to service that brand till the life of that brand. Here, the life cycle is so short that the whole mindset and then who are the first generation businessmen in this? They were purely tekedars so what what was what was it have a building banaya humko karna it. We have so there has to be this vision which is today far and few It's people like hero people like godrej people like tatas who are born with that legacy that vision is inherent that is ingrained in their dna that no i'm here because of my name and whether i have a resident welfare association tomorrow but it is still my name it is no it will no matter what no matter who runs it It is, they are going to be carrying my name. So when my name is there, I will not let anything wrong happen. So, you know, which is what uh, it it just occurred to me, Pawan, that, you know, uh, Mr. Munjal, he keeps on telling us that when you're dealing with the home buyer or a resident, think that you are dealing with me. And likewise, the entire chain, uh, that's how the entire chain travels. That He says, think of yourselves when you're dealing with him. Think of you as you are the chairman of the company. You are dealing with him and think of him also in the same light that he is uh, he is me. So it is he, he says that think of them as us and we are them. So, that's mm, how... Empathy and, and put almost, yourself... We, we we sometimes joke about this... That, you know, our the facility teams... They are under so much of stress... Because everybody says... Munjal saab ko <laughs> Munjal saab ko That is how... <laughs> <it> has, <laughs> that, that is how it has been. You know, it has... Uh, right from... You know, uh, I, I don't know... You possibly would have also... Interacted with uh, Mr. BML... Uh, you know, when he was... Uh, actively handling uh, the hero. So, you know, he... Uh, he had this way with people you know he was uh, he was a guy who was never scared of any uh, any negativity he would go out and he would talk to people his distributors and that has it has continued that way now coming back to what we said earlier unless there is a vision you see if I want to do this business and I want to say that I want to be in this business for next 50 years this is what is going to be my game plan and this is how I will service my brand And therefore, you will automatically think of creating an organization that works accordingly. And then you will need a talent pool to service that brand.
0: Exactly. The strong, heavy regulation of the reality space. I think that it is probably done because this vision and this mindset that you are talking about has not at all even started coming up, forget, fructifying over the last 60, 70 years so far in India. It has not in the reality space, right? And that same mindset of mal karido, uh, mal becho or nikallo, that is continuing. What about ring-fencing the interests and safeguarding the interests of the end user? I think that's why these stringent uh, regulatory uh, you know, norms are there and I do respect them. And I think that really in a space as dangerous for the first buyer, for the man, just kaise bhi kiya, small, lower or whatever middle or upper middle class guy or lady wants to buy something. And then they are at the women' fancy or at the mercy of some unscrupulous
1: uh, real estate people. So I think it's important. So what is your view on that aspect? You're absolutely right, which is what I'm saying that, you know, uh, in the we have had industries in India where there is minimal uh, government intervention because they, they do fabulously well. This place needs because it has been mayhem. You see, especially if you see uh, the, the northern part of the country, uh, it has been, it is continuously, you see one or the other guy is behind bars. Somebody else is arrested mm. for this fraud, that fraud. That is how the entire... Uh, spectrum of real estate has been in the country, regrettably, unfortunately, but that is, you know, I, I don't want to be uh, sweet about it, but that's what it is. Now, why mm. has that happened? And therefore, the need for regulatory mechanism, because ultimately, mm. the end user has suffered a lot. I think all of us have seen those uh, those regrettable uh, uh, visuals of people, you know, doing dharnas outside various projects in Delhi NCR and down north and in the Noidas, where people have spent, you know, they've been waiting for 10 years, for 15 years just to get a flat back. And that's their sweat. You, as you rightly said, it is to buy a home. It is your whole being is about buying a home. And
0: you're, absolutely you know I completely on, on one completely. hand
1: you're waiting for the home and probably the guy is also paying his installments and mm. then because he doesn't have a home he's possibly in a rented accommodation so he's also paying rent correct so, of course you know yeah it's
0: terrible uh, which is also, why these government uh, regulations absolutely. are truly which important is where I, I feel
1: it is the onus lies on us the onus lies on yeah. us we have mm. allowed this situation to arise so i think that you know this uh, instead of looking a business opportunity maximum is sentiment ko cash can we be serious about the responsibility of serving that sentiment so it's all about reputation you know uh, of the space
0: and you are one of the best reputation management people I know for a very long time I have known for a very long time so uh, I am now going to rub my hands in my <laughs> and ask you the question about saying okay let's talk reputation management what's your overarching view on it and how do you approach it reputation management. And then we'll talk about, you know, your marketing of hero reality properties, hero homes, about your approach there, the media mixes, etc, etc. But first, how do you view reputation management today? As far as I'm aware, every if not all business owners and leaders and C-suites are besotted and completely oppressed by the fear of uh, their reputation kind of uh, taking a nosedive and impacting their business in, in in the most terrible way. So what do you think about reputation management? Sounds like a naive question, but... <laughs> no, not at all.
1: I think, you know, maybe, Pawan uh, uh, maybe 20 years back or maybe 30 years back, uh, the answer would have been very different. Unfortunately, I feel very disappointed looking at, you know, the way people approach uh, reputation today. It has become a subset of sales. So for everybody, reputation seems to be how much can you sell? Without, you know, even going back to that panel and many such panels over a period of so many years now, they seem to be talking about reputation. They seem to be talking about brand, but actually they've been trying to figure out how to sell more. That is where I feel there's a very fine line that divides uh, sales and that divides trust, maybe reputation. To me, your reputation is a bond that you will service No matter what. It is not about anything else. It is about servicing that that bond. That the moment you say this is who I am. It's a bond between your end consumer and you. How do you service that? To me, that is what your reputation, your image. And it defines, it creates that bedrock of how do you do business.
0: In fact, uh, what you've told me is, as I see it, uh, your stated uh, KRAs for your teams across the spectrum because reputation management is not just one department or one person's uh, mandate. It's everybody's. It's how you behave and how you really do what you do, which gives you the shadow that falls positively or negatively a short or a great distance. And in any case, you know, I, mean, I just believe that a good, strong, positive, ever enhanced, ever growing without the spikes and dips, rather, spikes only. Reputation is crucial, critical, and it definitely leads to sales. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. 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 And uh, I think, uh, therefore, I, I feel that reputation management is something that is. And never-ending process absolutely it's always absolutely. on absolutely. continuously because you're listening to what the world is saying you're tracking yourself you're looking at your performance you're seeing what people are saying about you then you say okay what do i do i go online i measure i use a google trends i use a google sentiment i use you know uh, social sprout and hoot sweets and this that and the other and find out what is required so i want to ask you now when it comes to your marketing of hero reality properties tell me about your approach you know the media mixes <laughs> used concerning tgs and properties because essentially no. only when you make money and profits can you plow it back into bettering people's lives with bigger and better projects. So what are the media mixes? What are the target groups and properties? When how do you match them along with the objectives of each campaign? Anything that comes to mind?
1: No, but I think, you know, uh, over a period of time, uh, I, I have realized that the most difficult thing in life in, in managing business is to be simple. Uh, uh, and, and my approach has been pretty simple. Who do I represent? Hmm. I represent legacy. I'm very clear in my mind, which is why you will see, and you would have already seen that, that we are the least marketed company on the face of this planet. We are the least marketed company. And when I say that, do you know, what is the time that we take to uh, sort of uh, uh, close our projects? The longest time that we have taken to do a complete uh, sellout of a project is six hours. Six? Yes. Six hours is the time that we have taken to put a project in the market and get a closure on all the units that are available. Six hours. We are, and That's we,
0: because of your reputation. That's because yes. of your legacy. That's that because is, of your commitment. That is
1: how we service Amazing. our legacy. That is how we service our legacy. You know, uh, uh, just to add to what you were already saying, in real estate... They, they, there seems to be this compartmentalized mindset that I am doing sales. So I am not responsible mm. for uh, reputation management. I am doing HR. I am not responsible for reputation management. I am doing accounts. I am doing finance. I am not. Somehow the good old mm. ideology of brand management has completely been forgotten. It has been whitewashed. But I am absolutely sure uh, in while you occupied the complicated chairs that you did, you would have gotten up from your chair and you would have serviced an aggrieved consumer, irrespective of the department that the that the that was the originator of that grievance. That continues to drive me today. You know, the funny part within yeah. our hero's office is that the aggrieved customer, consumer, kuch bhi aata na, they somehow agar that HOD is, is unavailable for some reason. They just drive it to me. Because they know that he is the guy who no matter what complaint. Kiska hai, he's the guy he will take it upon himself to see that it is resolved now that does not that, is... that that i'm 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 little disappointed with uh, with this generation and i honestly believe that this generation is more capable this generation has far better uh, meticulous intelligent tools available at their disposal and somehow mm. i feel because of that what they have done is they've created a shell around them they've created a silo that this is the only thing that i will do I will not do anything more than that. I will simply, you know, forward this to somewhere somewhere else. But somehow, I think we are at a time where we have the best of the technology. Now, b- when I say best of the technology in comparison to what we had maybe 10 years ago, uh, technology, as we all know now, redefines... You are preempting day. my
0: question. You are preempting my next question. <laughs> See Right, Ashish. So, uh, you were just getting on to technology and my question to you, my next one is that in the real estate sector, how has Martech influenced diversification and how has it shaped demand? But tell me about the scope and possibilities brought about by technology.
1: So, you know, uh, uh, as we were discussing earlier, I think uh, this is the best time uh, technology has uh, has been knocking our doors now. And Martech, and, but, but I, 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 very honestly, I mean, I don't have to be, uh, you know, cosmetic about it. Uh, they're still being used as tools. It is not about, uh, I think Martech has to be a part of vision. It has to be part of the process. It has to be part of your the way you do business. Martech. Should be able to service your brand uh, in, a, in an efficient way, and therefore it'll be able to get you better sales, get a get a better premium, uh, sell it faster, sell it at a at a premium, because we are not you know ultimately as we we agree that we need to make money also. So I think that part that that uh, awareness is yet to come, you know that that mindset needs to uh, they need to accept that you know it has to be a part of the process. Uh, martech or any technology now artificial intelligence the way it has uh, uh, erupted i believe there is a lot what it can do more efficiently you see mm. at the end of a consumer grievance somewhere you believe that there is a human error human error contributes significantly to a grievance okay now a an equation or an uh, you know an artificial intelligence is not likely mm. to, to make that mistake. So it is up to us that do we see technology as a threat, or do we see technology as an enabler for us to do business in a better, efficient, faster way?
0: Well said. Well said. I want to add something here, Rishish. What you just said about AI, uh, you know, look at Martech, look at the whole process, look at grievances, look at everything. I just am waiting for the day when AI can make Martech operate with a sensitivity to the context in which the person is being reached or is interacting with it, you know. Once that sensitivity, like Mr. Munjal himself says, put yourself in his shoes, right, and imagine. So... I'm just waiting for that day when sensitivity can come into AI, uh, which will then uh, make Martech work and operate and connect in a far more human or as far as possible way. So just think of uh, that time. Because like you said, uh, the human error, the manner in which you reach out to people who come with any grievances, it is truly the the human soul which is aggrieved and which needs uh, an outreach. So, yeah, uh,
1: to, to add to what you were saying, Pawan is that it is what you said. It is very easy to do that. It is not difficult at all. And it is not that it needs some uh, scientific exploration. It is about mm-hmm. creating that kind of an uh, logarithm. And it is about creating that kind of an in- interface. It is very simple. Wh- why people have demonized it is because of the sense of insecurity that my work will are you getting my point mm-hmm. so it is not i can if if i if if there is a mandate to me that what is it that you can change i would say i would change the entire back office when you go to a broker you always have this thing at the back of your mind now technology cannot do that technology will not do that technology will be very objective and at the beginning of the product life cycle when for example if you have to buy a home you want very clear answers what is the rate where is it located, what are the tech specs, how uh, cost, loan, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You want to be very clear. This is a stage, the first stage is where you have to be very objective. Okay, you, it can it is easily, uh, you know, th- th- there's no rocket science there at all. The entire process can be taken over by technology and you see now, this is where the errors you remember the time when you know these guys would sell us, they still do the insurance guys who bolte the, aur pata kuch aur tha. fine print. Mein kuch aur hota tha. Technology will not do that. Technology will not cheat you. Unless you created a technology to cheat you, technology will not cheat you. You ask a question, you do get the right answer. So I think technology Absolutely. can Absolutely. help you if your vision is that i am committed to servicing my my end end uh, my my consumer in the most ethical and the best possible way technology is your greatest friend
0: right lovely ashish i'm really enjoying this conversation and uh, now let's come to uh, the kind of you know uh, housing demand And you can speak from the perspective of Hero Homes, which have solid demand in Gurugram, Chandigarh and Haridwar. And I've got these three cities here, these three locations here, because you have some wonderful projects out there. So very quickly, very briefly, tell me about the kind of projects there and tell me how have millennials become the driving force behind housing demand in these three locations, you know. Tell me the reasons for this shift.
1: Yes. Uh, uh, you see, in terms of locations, uh, we have clearly focused that Punjab is where we want to be. We have projects, ongoing projects in Ludhiana. We have ongoing projects in Mohali. Uh, and on the other hand, we, ha- we have projects in Hardwar, in Uttarakhand. We have projects in uh, Gurugram area. And we are continuously scouting for opportunities. But then, as I said, we are a very different company. We want to grow organically. We, we are looking at, you know, complementing our own strategies. So for example, if you're already in Gurgaon, it makes sense for, for you to grow, to make that infrastructure yeah. that you have created, including the human capital, uh, instead of creating, replicating the whole thing at a different location, it makes sense, grow in those areas. So, that is how we are growing. Uh, that is mm. That is one part of it. And the second part is, of course... The millennials we have chosen, as I said, uh, as of now, we've chosen a majority, a significant majority of our business is focused on the first home buyer, which is which is the generation, whether you call it the millennials or zillennials or any any generation that will be the first home buyer. So it is one. It is a difficult space to be in because, uh, you know, it uh, uh, to, to create a home it takes anywhere between three to four years, sometimes five years. But technology and your mindset today is outgrowing, is, is outperforming every year. You know, back back then, Pawan, we used to say that India changes every 10 years. And then in our lifetimes, we've seen uh, people say and research says that India changes every five years. But I think today, India changes every year. Who knows, maybe five years from now, you could say that India changes every two quarters. Now, infrastructure yeah has to keep pace with that which is where precast i think uh, uh, the whole key will lie how fast can you deliver your projects because in real estate it, it, it is not like you know putting a motorcycle on a, on a on a chain and you know getting it out in maybe uh, 24 hours you can't do that here how best can technology be used how best can our knowledge of molecules of polymers be used To create material Mm. which is beyond a cement and a steel. You see, our Mm. whole mindset is still stuck in cement and steel. But Mm. is that the only thing that can create a home? A safe home? Mm. No. Are we doing enough in terms of research and development? Other industries, the reason why other industries have really outperformed, whether it is steel, they invest heavily in research and development. How many of us do? We don't. Mm -hmm. got it whose responsibility is it whose responsibility is it to find environmental friendly material whose responsibility is it to find options where you can reduce (coughs) uh, you know uh, a period of construction from three years to maybe a year and a half whose responsibility is this where are Mm -hmm. those scientists are they are we working with those scientists now for example wood is a, a in India, because you see, in comparison to a uh, Europe and uh, India, this huge difference. Our population itself. You know, we contribute. Uh, mm-hmm. I was telling to uh, the erstwhile um, uh, prince, who is now the king of uh, Qatar, at one point of time. I said, you know, we come from a country which we we contribute in Australia to the world every year, and they all were laughing.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Now, tell me how wood is to be used. At what rate? I mean, it is coming at a heavy cost. We are cutting our jungle. Climate is yeah, changing. Absolutely. So absolutely. can we not look absolutely. at maybe something like a bamboo? Can, imagine now you create a special project where you say that I'm going to use bamboo now. For all my, I'll I'll replace wood with bamboo. It is easier to grow, mm. faster to grow, much more economical. It has higher tensile strength. It is much more durable. But who is doing that? They're not doing that. I think this industry, if it fixes its vision, long term vision, then it will realize that the responsibility of uh, of reducing this gas station from three plus to maybe a two and then eventually one also lies with us, Yeah. which is where automatically you will have profitability because in the time that you were doing one project, you could do three.
0: I think you've given me a really exhaustive a deep dive look into what can be done, how things will and can change. What is changing uh, is that female investors are building their real estate portfolios pretty strongly nowadays. So uh, tell me a little bit about that from your experience with Hero Homes, from Hero Reality.
1: Oh, of course, women are a integral part of our uh, consumer portfolio. And uh, as I said... And your workforce also. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. See, it is what happens is... Uh, when, you're, when you're going through the process of identifying a home, we uh, uh, fortunately rank right at the top. Now, the moment you do the listing, it puts you right at the top. It puts you right at, at at least the first two, whether it is Tata's and you will have and Tata's and maybe a Godrej. So, you know, it'll the world, the listing world will come down to it'll throw these three results. It'll throw a hero, it'll throw a Tata and maybe a Godrej or, you know, those guys uh, will come right up front. So whether you have a woman who is actually working or a woman as a major influencer, but I, I I'd like to believe and I'm pretty sure about it that 50 more than 50 percent of our portfolio uh, is is driven by women buyer who may actually not be writing the check, but they are the ones who influence. You see w- very interestingly, what happens is when you when you and I are buying a car, we don't think of so many things. When you're buying a home, a woman is a prime influencer. you know why? The first thing that will come to her mind is Mere ka school hoga? right? hospital where is bazaar is so all of us we say ki okay, acha bike me absolutely it is it is it is it is you see it is what we do as entrepreneurs we just put brick and mortar structures together it is eventually the woman who 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 uh, who, who uh, fills in that last block she converts that brick and mortar into a home it is the spirit of a woman who 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 creates a home out of uh, you know a brick and mortar structure? Unfortunately, and to preempt your other part of the question. I think no, no. So I, I want to
0: summarize this. <laughs> and, you know, conclude this. So you said about fifty percent of the influencers or buy decision influencers, stroke buyers, yes. are women. Okay. Now the next question. Okay um you know i think uh, hero reality has seen a notable shift in the space of reality with more than 35% of employees of its employees being women so how did this change occur and what benefits has the company experienced and i'm talking about the unfortunate poor women who are laborers at construction sites they are nearly the same number as men but in a corporate in a good you know very good uh, uh, ethical and properly functioning entity in reality like Hero Homes from Hero Reality Private Limited. Tell me, uh, how did this change occur? You've got more than 35% of employees which are women.
1: What are the strengths that the women bring to your system? It is, it is inevitable. Uh, we are at 35%. I think we are still low. Industry is far low. Industry is far low. If you are at 35 we are probably among the top two to have that kind of a ratio. Hmm. Uh, industry is abysmally low. But I would like to uh, work in an environment where this ratio is at least 75 to 80 percent, because that is the nature of our business. It is not a part of a male DNA to think of the things that are associated with a home that have to be right and that can be wrong hum log kya sochte We hum sochte hain ki are hamare shortcut mail bike mein kick mari chal pade car ki wo start ki chal ola uber bulaya chal pade hamare but uh, a woman does not <laughs> think like that though you know the funny part is i will be killed for it but you know while i was inducting and you know i went to one of our sites uh, in i think it was ludhiana and I opened. I, I chose to stay in the guest house, and I opened the window in the morning, and I saw a, a, a building, a structure outside. And I called the caretaker. I said, "Ye, uh, which play school is this?" He looked at me. He said, "Siru Clubhouse." <laughs> and you know, the whole color palette was like you know, a, it was it was a it was a play school.
0: Nice bright. You know
1: that that tells you the difference between the aesthetics that the approach to whole aesthetics. So I believe right from your design team should be led by women your uh, your project management should be led by women your workforce should be reduced one area where i want to see reduction of of workforce is in the labor category that is not a healthy sign for a society that means as a society we are failing that means we are not that 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 tells us that you know we are putting our women at risk because you know they It it is not about just emotion. It is about physicality of it also. It is about when a a man and a woman both are at a site and they have a child, the child suffers. Eventually, it is the future of this country that is suffering. So, I would want to see a reduction of labor force where women don't have to work. At the same time, in the project management, in designing at least, even in finance and accounts... It should entirely be women oriented.
0: I I know I'm aware of the amazing strengths uh, and qualities that women bring to the work table, you know, but tell me in your words, what do you think are the most important strengths and great qualities that they bring?
1: They're better managers. They can work under stress a lot more than we believe. You know, the, there seems to be this impression that we have created that, uh, you know, women are very sensitive and, you know, they will break under pressure. No, I mean, see, today, media and entertainment is the most ruthless, more most cruel industry. It is driven by women. It is entirely driven by women. Right from technicians to great directors. Today it is driven by women and it's a thankless job at the end of it. You know, you have no life and you're working 24 The beautiful facade and all that is fine. The people see the end product, but people don't see the run up to what happens, you know, when you would create those shows and those programs and mind boggling, you know, those 36 hours straight shifts and acting like zombies and still <laughs> delivering a great project. So Tell you know, me about it. I, I think it is just male insecurity that we like to be. And two more things I want to add for one that, you know, in, in, in my journey, what I've also noticed is that women have two very important, among many other things, two important uh, elements to their genetic system. One. They're inherently honest. Two, they they have great sense of empathy. It is not about, I'm not talking about sympathy. It is empathy. You know, what happens is that I have noticed that when you have a male recruiter, the mandate is very simple. You want to hire rough and tough guys who will not have time for family. And then you you want to have an organization that talks about, you know, family and work balance. How is it possible? it is when you have a woman, she will empathize because she is the one who is driving the family.
0: Mm. So
1: it can only empathy and honesty. These two inherently exist in a woman. So let's
0: turn to your books, Ashish. Okay. Particularly those with, you know, Bollywood interests, they reflect a deep understanding of Kashmir. So... With your surname, people will know that that's where you come from, that beautiful place. That's why you are still red. (laughs) 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 That is the stress of being in your show.
1: (laughs) No, Sorry, what did you say? I said that is the stress of being on your show. (laughs) I have to do my best. (laughs) Oh, Lord.
0: Good God. (laughs) Oh, so you do wish that a more sensitive woman were interviewing you. Sorry about that. But (laughs) can you share insights, Ashish, into the research and incidents involved in writing your books? Because they stem from within. They are not written for effect. Let me put together a book and a screenplay and throw it out and maybe sell it as a script. You actually invest your heart and your consciousness. And, you know, uh, I think uh, the length, width and breadth of your experiences, they they spring at you from your books. So tell me, tell me, how do you go about writing a book uh, and these six books that you've written, which has been closest to your heart? A little something about, you know, that particular book.
1: I am not a writer at all and neither do I claim to be a writer at all. Whatever I have done is uh, you know there was a moment in my life when uh, I had never I, I had never thought of uh, writing stuff you know being an advocacy columnist is uh, is different and you know you writing for your uh, profession is entirely different. Uh, I was taking this uh, flight you know my uncle there was a death in my family and my daughter went to Kashmir for the we went to Jammu not Kashmir for the first time and our flight back from Jammu to Bombay had to come via Srinagar. So when we Hmm. landed there and of course you know my reaction I was 16 or 17 when I left Kashmir in the middle of the night with just two bags we were rescued by the Indian army grateful to them forever otherwise we would not have been alive and I would not have been here. Uh, So uh, you know my reaction to Kashmir is always very different Uh, and when my daughter, and she was always sort of, uh, because she's she's a typical she's she thinks of herself as a Marathi, and uh, and she ha- always ha- has these conversations with me that you know why are you guys so emotional about Kashmir? See, people are dying every day, and of course mm-hmm. you know, that's the child. He says, why would anybody want to be uh, connected to a land where there is so much a bloodshed and all that? You, you don't have those answers. There's no right answer for that. And when she when she flew over Srinagar and she was looking at, uh, you know, how it looks from uh, the top and she said, and she had a question for me and she was, I think she was eight that time. She said, Papa, uh, we, are, we are Kashmiris. I said, yes. Kashmir is so beautiful. I said, yes. Then I was not ready for the third question. Then why don't we live here? So instinctively, my answer could have been, we were terrorized we were brutally massacred we are a minuscule minority terrorists came they 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 saw us as guinea pigs they killed us and there was no other option for us to leave we were driven out i didn't say that because i thought it would be unfair for me to paint an 8 year old's mind with with uh, with that kind of an answer and then i felt instinctively that there are almost half a million other children of her age who do not know of Kashmir, but they are basically Kashmiris, but they don't know what happened. Mm. They're hearing, Mm. they're they're forming their views on Kashmir uh, from the people who are screaming their lungs out on these news channels, which is not correct. So then I thought that perhaps I should do something. That is how my first book happened, which was called Refugee Camp. And uh, it was it was yeah. it was uh, it ha- it was forwarded by the chief of the army staff who writes in that that you know i've been army commander in kashmir i was ambushed and i'm lucky to survive but after reading your book i've realized there is so much about kashmir that even i did not know it it became wow. the first book on kashmir on terrorism where pakistan is a, is a is an important uh, constituent in that terrorism which was appreciated and it was championed by one of the largest icons of of pakistan hasan jangir who jiska song we hawa hawa so you know he he has uh, there is a there is a quote from him which is documented in the in the book and he says that you know this is one book that both people of india and pakistan must read and they will realize that this is you? the only option how much time did it take it, it, it took about a year uh, for me to do that It took an entire year. And, you know, uh, people like us always say this time can't. But I have believed, honestly, uh, you know, hold this uh, against me. If you feel I, I, uh, I, I say otherwise, I have believed that one book taught me that if there is something that is close to your heart, if there is one thing that you want to change in the society, you will always find time for that. If you do not intend to do that, then you will never have time for that. And and Papa, you know, one, one ability that I had is to sleep very less. I hardly sleep for four hours. I put that to use instead of watching television and, you know, the stuff I did. I put that to use. Mm. So I've been in the office in the day and I, in the night I, I I did that. So that is how my first book happened. Uh, it It was the first book that almost sold out three times in a single day. It still continues to be one of the most expensive hardcovers to have been sold. It continues to uh, get a lot of honor. It was the first book that, and you know how uh, sad to say this, but you know how this whole entire spectrum has dramatically been commercialized. Uh, Mm -hmm. I never had to spend even a single penny for the kind of uh, admiration, for the kind of respect, for the kind of love that people who reviewed the book showed to me. I fully, never had to tell veteran. anybody, please do
0: me a favor. Please review my book. In my post about uh, this Mediacast episode, I'm going to give links to all your six books. Right. People can go and buy them from Amazon. Wonderful. Last question, Ashish. Uh, many may not know about your doctoral degree your doctorate that you want, you know. So, did your passion for writing and historical exploration influence your pursuit of this degree? Um, you know, I, I see the perennial explorer. It's like, you know, uh, Tennyson wrote about Ulysses saying that yet all experience is an arch where through gleams that untraveled world whose margin fades forever and forever.
1: An <laughs> I see you there. Very few people know that. (laughs) Uh, Grant me a little more time to answer that uh, the way I I would like to, I would like people to know that. Uh, Please, go ahead. So, you know, what happened was when I did my first book when I did refugee camp and that that really opened my mind that what could be what is the problem with Kashmir and what is the problem not forget now forget about Kashmir. What is the problem with this country and what is the problem with this part of the world? Half our population is of women. Where are they? They are always like this. They are always seeking. They're never like this. Now, I come from a family or I come from a society which in a way is truly matriarchal. All our decisions are taken by family. It is not like South uh, where you know men are absent and therefore women are taking decisions. In our society, the kind of childhood I've had, women have always had an important and often decisive say in all the matters. My parents spent more in my, in my sister's education. You will find a Kashmiri Pandit woman who could be in the kitchen by choice, but she would perhaps be a doctorate, she would have been an MBA, she would have been an engineer. She chooses to do what she does. And that is the kind of society culture I come from. It took me a migration to see that women in India are highly marginalized and they're they're treated very, very unfairly. And I realized that the problem is with our education system. It is that there is absolute dearth of women role models.
0: Tell hmm. me,
1: when we, when we think of bravery, what do we think of? We think of Indian Army. Do we think of women? No. But do you know, Pawan, world's first organized army had nothing to do with men. It was creation of an Indian woman. When we think of pinnacle of bravery, we think of our special forces, the uda strikes and all. Do we think of women? No. But Pawan, world's first uh, guerrilla, uh, world's first uh, the uh, counterintelligence force was creation of a woman men had nothing to do with it do you know world's greatest war strategy guerrilla warfare it is the greatest war strategy ever had nothing to do with men it was creation of a woman world's first diplomat world's first experiment in in taxation was done by a women men had nothing to do with it Pawan do you know world's first cooperative bank was creation of a woman it had nothing to do with men and Pawan the greatest Public distribution system in the world, which exists in India, had nothing to do with men. It was creation of a woman. World's first paid army was creation of a woman. Where are women in this country? And to that wow. extent, I felt that you know I need to bring these uh, role models, which are not women who created a tap somewhere or, a, or a built a road or built an orphanage or built a hospital. No. Pavan, hmm. the greatest fundamentals on which the modern world works today were creation of Indian women. Men had no role to play. Wonderful. What is the topic of your dissertation? Uh, that I will come to that. So before that, what okay. I my, my okay. biggest project hmm. was Project Sridesh. Sridesh is a, is a project, I wanted to put that in perspective. It was a project that is the first research project validated by the government of India, which gives credence and validates the existence of 13 women who created fundamentals on which the modern world works. It is not about India. It is about world in general. All that credit was taken by the West. Unfortunately, the irony is it did not went to the Western women. Men also took the credit from there but they were all creations of indian women so Sridesh project Sridesh is a project which is very close to my heart and my uh, my uh, my mission is to create 13 independent films and 13 independent books on on the lives of all those it is a it is a research monograph so deda the warrior queen of kashmir was one of the women uh, among those women of Sridesh. It it is the story. Why that was closer to my heart is because it is the biggest story of women empowerment in the whole world. It is the story of a girl child who was abandoned by her parents because she was born disabled. And this mm-hmm. is the girl who created world's first counterintelligence mechanism. She created world's first uh, uh, first uh, 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 the commando force. She was the one who created an army that defeated Mahmud Ghazni not once but twice. By therefore creating the foundation on which the concept of akhand bharat was based for 52 years she ruled the indian borders and no and india this this concept of sone ki Chidia, uh, back in the 10th century it was courtesy of a woman who sacrificed her whole life on a border and to think of it that woman was abandoned by her parents because she was born disabled So, the very foundation on which we stand today was the foundation which came at the peril of a girl who sacrificed her whole life because she felt because the world told her that you are incapable, you are a disabled woman. But she, on her own merit, she became the bravest, the greatest woman who ever walked this earth. So, you know, that has been the focus of my
0: work. I'm actually going to make another episode with you, record another one later on these 13 amazing women that
1: is where you know that is where the challenge came and before i did this the challenge was you see indians are very passionate about their history but hmm. in an informed world a passionate discourse is not good enough it needs to be prescription like you know pavan you and i can know Sar mein dard hai, ye sakte hai. but legally we are not supposed to give an opinion unless you are an mbbs your opinion has no value on, on any disease, on any illness. We can say, mm. but it would be foolish for anybody to take our view, so to say, unless you are an MBBS doctor. And I realize for me to not be slaughtered as somebody who is passionate about history. I When I say something, when I do something, it must be respected. And there is only one mm. way. To achieve that, which is to know, which is to achieve the highest qualification in the world that teaches you not to be a sectorial expert, but how to validate your... Which is why,
0: yes. Contrary
1: to the popular belief that PhD makes you a sectorial expert, PhD actually teaches you how to do research. So, therefore... Today, which is why, why did Government of India approve my research? Because I came from a legacy. I worked hard enough to get that degree. And uh, my my topic was how Indian films through 60s, 70s and 80s have created created sexual objectification of Indian women, how they have contributed to that. So that was uh, the uh, so-called project upon that uh, the other aspect of this wonderful
0: project of yours which you produced and directed also desh amazing we are definitely going to come back and do another separate episode on it's like it's going to be like a tribute to women and the great power that they wield and their amazing abilities truly i think uh, that's why we men <laughs> god didn't trust us to uh, bear the pain of childbirth it's the stronger gender much stronger gender which is women and one salutes them always so ashish i have really enjoyed my conversation with you a lot of insights a lot of the purity of the beating heart and the wonderful human being behind the professional have come out and this is a guy who's actually marketing a reality space entity but then what rescues you is that it is from The uh, pre-eminent Munjal family, which is on legacy, which believes in driving profit with purpose. So, we are touch wood, but you are blessed to be where you are. And I think they are also blessed to have you with them. What did you think of uh, your chat with me, Ashish, today on uh, Mediacast from Media Brief? Uh,
1: Honestly, I mean, see, when you think of Pawan is doing something... It, it is, you know, the thought of that not being, uh, you know, uh, anything but great does not even cross your mind. You know, people like you are, are far and, and very, very few. Uh, you, you've, uh, you've seen this industry grow. Uh, you, you've been part of that very fabric that created this enormous industry that we so lightly take today. The kind of hard work, you know, it is built on the hard work of people like you, brands, iconic brands and the kind of uh, the, the kind of respect they command came from uh, your hard work so i thought that you know it, it is going to be my privilege it is going to be my honor to be on something which i'm sure is going to be nothing but the best and of course i mean you don't need my validation for that
0: achish you're very generous thank you really thank you very much indeed um it's your presence that actually elevates the stature of media cast and i'm truly very very happy because the kind of width depth and breadth of knowledge and experience that you bring is truly peerless
1: and uh Pawan, in fact i wanted to add that you know i've been keeping a track of what you do the media brief.com. and you know there are there, there's so many things that people have done people have come they've done their jig and they've sort of faded away because they never got it right i'm very proud of the fact that, you know, I I, I go through your stuff, I go through mediabrief.com. Uh, and, you know, it it's becoming a habit that, you know, you want to see. Uh, uh, because I know whatever is there, you know, there used to be a time, th- there used to be very few publications, you would blindly follow what they would say, because you knew that this would be well researched. Otherwise, this would not find uh, find a mention here. So, mediabrief.com is definitely, and I'm saying this again with you uh, uh, humility, that you don't need my my validation for it. I mean, uh, I see the kind of work that you do. It reflects that you know somebody. You can't mess around with uh, uh, with with Pawan. <laughs>
0: So, so God, you, know,
1: you know, I mean, it, it, it puts a great sense of responsibility uh, also that, you know, you can't take it like you can, you can take others for granted, but not here.
0: Thank you ever, ever so much, Ashish, for being on this episode of uh, Media Cast. And, you know, Ashish, thanks also to the wonderful Adarsh Rai of Visage 11, your uh, PR agency, your comms agency, consultants. Uh, And of course, to Venki, uh, like I said, you handpick the best and you are in great sand. So thank you ever, ever so much for being on Mediacast. Ashish Kaul, Chief Marketing Officer at Hero Reality Private Limited, the hero enterprise business which provides luxury living with honest pricing, was my distinguished guest on this episode of Mediacast from Mediabrief.com. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I truly found it very insightful. And I do believe it's going to help a lot of young and senior professionals alike in the marketplace. (music) Till we meet again in the next episode of MediaCast from MediaBrief.com. This is your host and friend Parvindar Javala saying, take care, stay safe, bye-bye.